Today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks is sponsored by Locker Room, the live audio-only sports talk platform. Talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time by downloading the Locker Room app for free in the iOS App Store. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Friday, May 7th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. Go leave me a review if you want to. It's all free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, etc. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please go and follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That's at capital L capital O underscore Blackhawks with some really good content being posted there every day as well. All right. Happy Friday, everyone. Thank you for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Last night, a big victory for the Chicago Blackhawks that put an end to their six game losing streak defeating the Carolina Hurricanes by a score of 2-1 to one in overtime. And on yesterday's episode, what I want to start this show with today, uh, for those who tuned in, then you'll know that one of my keys to victory that I talked about a couple different times was that the Hawks needed to put together their most complete 60-minute effort of the series. That's what it would take to defeat the NHL's top team in the Carolina Hurricanes. And what happened? Exactly that, from start to finish, the Blackhawks, they 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 worked hard in all areas. Their passing was much better. They won the t- they won the tight battles, the 50-50 pucks. Uh, of course, you know, Carolina got theirs too with such a strong team like that. You know, you, you can't shut them down completely all game long. But I thought the Blackhawks did a really good job at um, weathering the storm, as Wyatt Kalanuck put it. And overall, just a, a much more complete game than they played in the first two matchups of this series and really it it was the best effort and the best this this team has looked in some time now and it's impressive when that fact comes against a really good team like Carolina like there there are moments where you want to believe in this team and you want to think they're heading in the right direction but what they need to figure out now is how to put this kind of effort together every night have this same compete level and this kind of fight on a regular basis. That's what it takes to be a top team in this league. Like, go and look on the flip side from from the Hurricanes perspective. Like, sure, they didn't come out on the winning side of this one, but if you look at all the the subliminals and all the statistics, you know, they had the upper hand over the Blackhawks in, in the majority of the categories. Scoring chances, Shots on goal, face-off percentage, high-danger chances. They just weren't able to score enough goals to win the game. That's hockey sometimes. But overall, the Hurricanes, they still played the right brand of hockey. They were still a fundamentally sound hockey team, and, and that's why they were right there up until the end of the game. And 
The Blackhawks can learn a lot from this Hurricanes team. If you're going to lose a game, that that's how you want to lose. So for the Blackhawks, not only do they need to figure out, you know, how to put together more of these 60-minute efforts like we saw last night, but they also have to figure out how to string more of those together in order to go on a winning streak and also continuously play like a, a playoff contender in the National Hockey League. But last night certainly was an important step in the right direction, especially with the amount of youth up and down the lineup. Last night we saw Alec Regula become the ninth Blackhawks player to make his NHL debut this season. Regula jumped in on defense in place of Ian Mitchell. A little background on Regula. He's a former third-round pick of the Detroit Red Wings back in 2018. We acquired him in exchange for Brendan Perlini. That was uh, a trade that occurred early on last season. Uh, And in his debut, you know, I thought Regula played a pretty solid game for the most part. He moved the puck cleanly. Uh, I thought he read read the forecheck well from Carolina, and he made a lot of smooth passes, good outlet passes out of his own zone. He jumped into the play nicely on offense. Uh, And one thing I noticed right away, too, about Regula was, boy, does he have some size on him, six foot four well over 200 pounds, and he's only 20 years old, so still developing physically. Gotta expect uh, that he's gonna be going to the gym a lot more as he gets older and throwing on some more weight. Uh, He's another defenseman who I'm really excited about. Regula absolutely lit it up during his final year in the OHL playing junior hockey with the London Knights. That's kind of how the Blackhawks discovered him, scouting Adam Boquist when he played with London a few seasons back. I'm sure they saw Regula and really liked what they saw out of him as well. Um, A lot of offensive potential on the back end from that man. He's also not afraid to throw his weight around. I kind of have a feeling about Regula. It it was kind of that same feeling I had about Wyatt Kalanick where, you know, um, Regula, I, I think, has a chance to be a sneaky, good defenseman here for the Blackhawks, even though he really didn't get his opportunity to play until late in the season. So definitely hoping to see more of Alec Regula in the Blackhawks lineup during these final two games of the regular season. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there are some of my opening thoughts on the Blackhawks putting together their best effort of the series versus Carolina last night. Coming up in just a moment, I am going to provide a recap of the contest, and I'll also talk about the decision to make Dylan Strom a healthy scratch in the third-to-last game of the year. But first, I need to talk to you all about Wealthfront. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets. And you can get your first 5000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first 5000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. 
That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash NHL to start growing your savings. All right, welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. I just finished up talking about how the Blackhawks put together their most complete effort of the series versus the Hurricanes last night. Moving on now, I wanted to be sure to go over the contest a little bit, give a recap, and just talk about everything that went on because there was a a lot to break down during the course of this game. So, out of the gate, I thought the Blackhawks in that first period, they were really strong. I mean, had it not been for some tremendous play by Peter Morazic in net for Carolina, the Hawks easily could have jumped ahead 2 or, or 3 to nothing early on. Brandon Hagel had some really good looks. Same with Dominic Kubalik. Um, Patrick Kane had a shot ring off the post in the first couple of minutes. But the Hurricanes actually were the ones who managed to strike first, and it honest to God, could not have come in a more unfortunate way. While the Hawks were on the power play, it was their first power play of the game, they had the puck trickle out of the offensive zone right around the bench area, and when Duncan Keith went to go and retrieve the puck, he kind of lost his footing a little bit, and the official, he was right there, uh, I think it was Brian Robbins or something, I think that was his name, Uh, he, he was right there trying to uh, you know, jump on the bench to get out of the way like we see officials do a lot throughout the course of the game. They just pop themselves right up and sit on the bench. Um, but when that happened, that's right when Keith lost his footing and he smacked his head right into the official's knee. And then, of course, Marty Nate just picks up the loose puck, skates into the Blackhawks zone for a breakaway and beats Colin Delia to put Ka- uh, Carolina ahead one to nothing while shorthanded. And then not only did that cost... The Blackhawks a goal, but it also likely cost Duncan Keith the remainder of the 2021 season. After that collision, Keith did not return for the Blackhawks, and then following the game, head coach Jeremy Colleton confirmed that Keith is dealing with a concussion. So, with two meaningless games left in the season, even if it isn't anything too severe, just no reason at all to put Keith and his future in jeopardy. A scary scene there for Keith, and also... Quite unfortunate that it cost the Blackhawks the lone goal that they allowed in this game. And I swear, down the stretch, you know, before the game got tied up with just a few minutes to go in the third period, I was thinking to myself, like, if that's the game-winning goal for the Hurricanes, I was going to be so upset, especially in a low-scoring game where, you know, the Hawks just couldn't find a way to beat Peter Morazic. If that wound up being the game-winner, I I was going to go bananas. Um, also, not only did Duncan, uh, did the Blackhawks lose Duncan Keith in this one, but they also lost Brett Connolly due to a concussion. Connolly also had a scary collision with Steven Lorenz of the Hurricanes near center ice. And like Keith, after the game, Colleton also confirmed that Connolly suffered a concussion. So no Keith on the back end for the Blackhawks. They were down to five defensemen. Oh, and by the way, One of them was 20-year-old Alec Regula making his NHL debut. And then only 11 forwards in the third period. Wasn't going to be an easy road to victory while being uh, that shorthanded. Down two veterans as well. 
but fortunately, the Hawks, they stuck with it. They put together a really strong second period, had a lot of great chances. Once again, Mrazic, you know, just worked his magic and was somehow finding ways to keep the puck out of the net. But in the third period, eventually, the Hawks found a way to solve them. And it wound up being Riley Stillman scoring his first career NHL goal coming against the team. His dad, Corey Stillman, won the Stanley Cup with all the way back in 2006. And what a time for Stillman to break the ice. It also didn't come uh, in a very normal way that defensemen score goals. Pia Suter was actually the one who kind of picked up the puck near the blue line in a defenseman's position. And with Stillman pinching down low to keep the play alive, Suter from the half wall kind of on the left side fired the shot on net and Stillman barely got a piece of it and deflected the puck past Peter Morazic to tie the game 1-1. to That came with about three and a half minutes left to go in the third period. An enormous goal by Stillman. And even without that goal, I thought he put together a pretty solid game. Uh, he was really good in his own zone for the most part. And then that momentum, it carried over into the extra frame, and Alex Dabrinkit absolutely rifled a shot past Morazic's blocker. And the Blackhawks, they avoid the sweep. They snap their losing streak at six games with goal number 29 for Dabrinkit this season. That's good for fourth in the National Hockey League, and that also extended his point streak to six games and his goal streak to five. It's been an incredible, just an incredible bounce-back season for Dabrinkit. A lot of people um, were questioning, wrongfully questioning, I should say, whether or not, you know, that he could be a core piece for the Blackhawks going forward. After just one bad season, and you look at his shooting percentage, it was like 10% lower than what it normally is. So, great to see Debrinkit brush all that aside and respond in a big way this year. And his top-shelf snipe gave the Blackhawks a big 2-1 to victory in their final road game of the 2021 regular season. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there is my recap of the Blackhawks' 2-1 overtime win over the Hurricanes last night. Coming up in just a moment, I am going to talk about Dylan Strome being scratched and Colin Delia's fabulous performance for his first victory of the season. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bilt Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Bilt Bar has a ton of awesome classic flavors like peanut butter, double chocolate, salted caramel, and now they also have six new flavors, which are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp, all of which, like the other 12 flavors, are covered in 100% real chocolate and are soft, easy to chew, and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low calorie and low sugar, but they're also a great source for protein and fiber. So make sure to go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKED15, capital L in LOCKED, then the number 15, to get 15% off your next order. One more time, be sure to check out BuiltBar.com for a delicious and healthy snack option, and use our exclusive promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next Built Bar order. I also need to talk about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Major League Baseball is back. 
the NBA and NHL are getting down to the home stretch of their seasons, and for those interested in other things aside from sports, Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today, and be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, I just got done recapping how the Blackhawks managed to come away with a win in overtime last night. Before I wrap up the show here today and let you all go and enjoy your weekends, there were a couple other details I wanted to be sure to mention. First, last night, head coach Jeremy Colleton made the interesting decision to healthy scratch Dylan Strom in favor of Brett Connolly. Now, if you've been listening to the show recently, then you know that I've been preaching for a veteran like Connolly to be on the bench for these final few games. Nothing against Connolly. He's just a veteran who we know what he is at this point. I, I just don't really see the purpose of playing him in the final three games of the season. But for some reason, Jeremy Colleton thought it would be a good idea to have him in there last night in favor of the 24-year-old Strom. Look, I know Strom has not been nearly good enough this season, not nearly good enough. His production's taken a huge dip, and he just hasn't been a factor in nearly enough games. But what's the point of scratching him at this point in the year? Especially in favor, as I said, of a 20-year-old veteran who we know what he provides already. Strom is still trying to break his way through. I know, I know it's been a battle for uh, not only this year, but really the last two years. But to scratch him in the third to last game of the season, you know, that that has to hurt the kid's confidence. And I'm sure no one knows more than Strom does that his play hasn't been good enough. I just don't see the purpose at all behind this move. Playoffs are 100% out of the picture. Why not let all the kids play and get them some reps? I just have a really hard time seeing how Brett Connolly should have been in the lineup over a guy like Strom last night, unless the Blackhawks are quitting on him altogether. I also wanted to be sure to hype up my boy Colin Delia. Oh baby, what a game by Delia last night, who made his second consecutive start in net against the Hurricanes after, you know, kind of controversially riding the bench for the last four months. Last night, Delia wound up stopping 36 of the 37 shots that he faced with the lone goal being, you know, that whole situation with Robbins, the official, and Duncan Keith. But aside from that, Delia was perfect. He made every save he needed to, and a handful of them were pretty good looks for the Hurricanes. Very deserving of uh, not only these last couple starts, but also his first victory of the 2021 regular season. Very glad that the Blackhawks managed to pull that one off for him in overtime. I know it's been 
nowhere near what Delia was thinking it was going to be heading into this year. But I'm I'm glad that he he fought through it and he got these couple of solid performances in. And now because of that, you know whether it be in Chicago or somewhere else, if he wants the Hawks to trade him in the offseason, uh, I think that Delia 100% is going to get another look from an NHL club, which I'm happy for. I will admit he's got a little bit shafted this season, but when, when he's gotten his opportunity here late, he's played well. Go through his last three games. Uh, starting with the second half of Monday's game, he came in and was 19 for 19. Then he stopped 26, uh, 22 of 26 shots faced on Tuesday, followed by 36 of 37 last night. I mean, that's something near a 940 save percentage. Not half bad for a guy who's been sitting up in the press box for the majority of the year. Um, I, I definitely want to talk about this, though. I, I do got to say, you know, I've seen... A lot of people on social media and stuff saying, oh, well, you know, this is why Delia should have been playing this whole time, and oh, he got screwed by the organization. Well, well, I, I, as I said, I, I do kind of see that side. You got to remember that Delia also just didn't run with the opportunity like Kevin Lankinen did. Like, from Lankinen's very first start against the Panthers all the way up until late March, essentially, like, he, he was the guy, Lankinen, he was in the middle of the call of their trophy race, he was really the primary reason why the Blackhawks got off to the start that he did, and you gotta remember too, Delia did get his shot first, and in back-to-back starts, he really didn't look all that good against the Lightning and Panthers, and I know those were only two starts very very early on in the season and also against two of the elite teams in the NHL. But at the same time, all it took was two or three starts for Lankinen to get going like he did. And then after that, Delia was never really in the conversation again. And when Malcolm Subban got his chances to play, Subban also, you know, never really looked bad enough to lose that backup role. I thought Subban earned that job and he also put together his solid performances this year. So while I do agree that it was not exactly fair for Delia to be on the bench for the last four months, he also didn't exactly earn the playing time like Lankinen and Subban did. So I kind of refuse to feel bad about the situation because at the end of the day, it's all about who's getting the job done. And I don't think anyone can argue that that guy was Kevin Lankinen for the Blackhawks in net for the majority of the 2021 regular season. Alright ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Friday, May 7th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes by following Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. 
You can hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.